everyone, welcome back to another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. It seems we're having a little bit of lag in video and audio, so bear with me as it catches up with the lightning amount of information I'm going to throw at your way this episode. So, uh, Crossover Commerce, as you may or may not know, this is episode 235 of my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest. That means that there's 234 amazing episodes out there on social media, as well as all your favorite podcast destinations. That can be on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, wherever you might listen to your favorite podcast. That's where we're going to be at. So go ahead and sign up and download all of our past podcasts today. Or you can go to our presenting sponsors website, Ping Pong Payments. Go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast for all of our past episodes, transcripts, key takeaways, and resources that we talk about in every single episode. That's where you can find them as well. We'd love to have you there and subscribe to the podcast. Or if you are listening or watching this on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter, you might garner that this is a live podcast. That's the beauty of what I've established in the past year and a half plus of this podcast is being able to talk to people live, answer questions that might come through social media. If you have them about our topic or for our guest or myself, feel free to drop those below. You can don't feel shy. Uh, go ahead and let us know where you're listening from and share this podcast with all your friends or entrepreneur friends that might need to hear this today or in the future. Um, I was jokingly telling people even 15 months ago, I've had clients that have reached out to people who have appeared on the podcast over a year and a half ago, and they found this episode, found great information, and they connected. That's the power of podcasting. That's also the power of this show. So with that being said, as you may or may not know, I also have bring back past guests that are just dynamite. They're people that bring ultimate value to entrepreneurs, listeners, and people in the space, they just know what they're talking about because they're they're experts for a reason and they're growing along with the Amazon and e-commerce community. That being said, there's a lot of cool things I want to talk about today. We established this episode uh, pretty quickly and may or may not be a little bit of controversy in here. Why Mexico could be the next China? What does that mean? It, it mean it's not on a country level. It's about sourcing logistics level. So of course, I had to bring back friend of the show, uh, Chelsea Cohen of SoStock to give us an insight. What does that mean? What are we looking for? The pros and cons of each um, that each brings to the table and why you might need to look at Latin America for your sourcing opportunities a little bit closer to home if you're in the United States or just diversification in general. So without further ado, I want to welcome back to Crossover Commerce, Chelsea Cohen of SoStock. Chelsea, thank you for coming back on Crossover Commerce today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I wish I, my video was not lagging. Hopefully it's not on your end, but it's very, very distracting on my end. So I'm just yeah. going to square off on this. <laughs> Some of the most annoying, um, annoying things that happen in video calls. This is, uh, uh, this is a subject of, I think I have too many tabs open because mm -hmm. once I clear them all out, I think that that will certainly fix the problem. So I'm going to do a little bit of that uh, mm -hmm. inventory. But hey, uh, you're friends of the show. People should be listening. Last time I had you on the show was May of last year, which is crazy to think. Yeah. Um, but we were able to connect at uh, Prosper Show in person. And just mm -hmm. uh, you were super busy. Your husband was there. Uh, he was super busy running around like crazy. I uh, didn't get a chance to talk to you as much, but... Uh, how's it been since uh, we last saw each other? Uh, it's been good. It's been very busy, very productive, you know, on top of all of the craziness happening in my own businesses, helping out on uh, putting together this Mexico trip, which I think is uh, an exciting opportunity for the industry in general. So 
you know, of course I got asked to, to come on board to help out uh, as an expert speaker, but also kind of the operations team. And it, it's been, yeah, it's been great. I get, I get really excited about um, logistics. And so, you know, looking at the logistics of Mexico versus China has been kind of uh, fun for me. There's no one out there that's putting more great information about sourcing logistics. I think in one email or subscription, than I think you are. But like I read everything, every article you link out to, everything. No one can. No one is as good as watching the industry as I think as you are. Like I'm. I'm just gonna say it right here on the podcast. I can't take it back because it's on the internet, so it exists. <laughs> yes, it's cemented in history now. Exactly. Well, uh, so. I, I appreciate it, that. It's it's important to to stay kind of. Uh, plugged in and we, you know, our team goes through, I think, uh, over a thousand articles a, a month to really find those gems. And then of course I fil filter it through my own understanding and knowledge of what is important for sellers to know, because it really is hard to consume content and stay up to date. So, you know, you just want the, we do five bullets, you know, five bullet points and you can kind of dive into what you want. Um, and I think that's the best way to consume content with our busy schedules. Right. Exactly. Well, social listening is super important, but as entrepreneurs, it's hard to just like sit on LinkedIn or Facebook or look mm -hmm. at all these new channels so quickly. I think a lot of people do that all day. And then I come to find <laughs> that they have a team of 20 working for them doing that. When yeah. I try to do it all myself, it, it's not possible. But yeah. um, so last time we had you on, we talked about so stock. You guys are a software, but also you're correct me if I'm wrong. You're selling on Amazon as well. You're mm -hmm. still selling. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're yeah. still crushing it in the game, right? Uh, yeah. Still looking good. How was 2021 for you uh, back half wow. and into this year? Yeah, it definitely, um, it definitely had an kind of an upward trend for us uh, compared to 2020. Uh, so yeah, we start seeing, I mean, of course it's not, I wouldn't say it, it's back to where it was before, but it's definitely improved uh, from the, the, the madness of 2020. Right. And we're not, you're not selling toilet paper as we see in your banner in the back. That's part of your marketing, <laughs> no. Uh, no, things like that. Not. Well, yeah. it's very cool. So you're, you're developing software. You have, you were teasing before the show, a lot of cool stuff that's happening too, but mm -hmm. we wanted to get you on. I think the topic is super, not polarizing. I think it's, I think it's very truthful. And I think I want to distinguish that because we have a lot of friends, uh, supplier friends in China. I know I have a lot of people who source from China. Mm -hmm. A lot of people utilize that as you know, if that's the go-to place because of it was cost, it was efficiency, it was the systems are in place. So yeah. why now are we kind of paint the picture of Mary and Chelsea? Why now do people need to start looking elsewhere? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot that's been happening in China. Uh, we've seen lead times starting in 2020, lead times increasing. And that was one of the things people in our software were immediately doing is drawing out those lead times. So people were going from 60 days to now 90 days, 120 days. People are already sourcing or have already placed their orders for Christmas. Started in like say March, March, April, placing their orders for Christmas as opposed to July, August, which is what the norm used to be. That's a lot of cash to outlay so far in advance. So cash flow has gotten really, really difficult uh, because of these long lead times. And that comes from, you know, shipping delays, ports. I mean, Shenzhen recently shut down. They shut down whole, whole ports, whole factories. Second wave of COVID being threatened. Um, and then power curbing. Strangest thing. They're, they're saying that the, the PR statement, whether it's true or not, is that they're power curbing to try to reach their goal for, you know, green initiative. But regardless, power curbing means that they're, 
restricting the amount of days or the amount of hours that factories can actually have power. Some of them are running on generators, which is, you know, which could drive up cost. And some of them just are not able to, that extends out the, the time to actually get your product produced. Then we have raw, raw material shortages. Cardboard is one of them. We all use cardboard. Every single seller uses cardboard unless they're switching to wood crates, which is then adding additional weight costs and shipping. weight costs and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I also want to paint the picture. People are like, you can't just shut off electricity. You can't. Um, I think like that. That's part of. It. It'd be like water shortages in California for listening from California, mm -hmm. or you not having internet for a set amount of days. If you're working yeah. from home, you literally can't. You don't work. You just yeah. stop. You don't. It's not doing paperwork. It's nothing like that. There's nothing being produced. That's yeah. why it's such a big deal that mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't talking about that. So all those issues on top of each other, and one of the major, you know, import export. I would say export countries in the world mm. that there's a wrench in a lot of people's plans correct yes yeah and the power curbing i mean there is there's a term i, I lived in los angeles it's called brownouts and if you know right. anything about enron that's one of the things that was happening is they just turn off the electricity for a while um and that's what's happening in china and we are seeing the effects of it and there's not enough conversation around the instability and why the the lead times are so long and so it just puts you at a disadvantage. You are kind of reacting in your business now, and it's hard to plan on something like that. I was going to say the planning aspect, I think, is the worst thing because yeah. you can't now you're you don't know what's going to hit when shutdowns are happening again, when when electricity is going to be at your factory or not uh, with, with all that it is seven months. That seems like such a long time, like if you're planning now for Christmas. Mm -hmm. seven, I guess what, what nine months until Christmas or so, give or take. You, that's such a long time. So people are just planning on that being backed up for at least the rest of this year, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people people are starting to see that this is not a temporary situation. We thought get through twenty twenty, everything will be better. People were saying get through twenty twenty one, and now we're starting to realize it's not a temporary situation. It's time to pivot our businesses. That one of those things means uh, starting to look for other sources others are on the logistics side you know logistics flexibility is something that i talk about making sure that you have various different points that no one person is is in possession of your inventory and so that you have kind of a steady stream of of plan a b and c and looking at mexico is a great way to diversify and limit your exposure doesn't mean that you switch everything to to mexico from china they don't have everything available china has you know pretty much any product that you would want to find you can find there but there are certain products that maybe start to diversify the sourcing locations so that you can kind of be a little bit more flexible your eggs aren't all in the china basket right so what about um you said raw material mm -hmm. shortages and delays and costs increasing yeah. is that is that worldwide is that just for china what what what, what right. increases what what increases the cost in one place versus another because if you said hey I'm, i can create this in china but i can also create the same thing in mexico mm -hmm. is there a difference in pricing and, and cost for that so yeah so raw materials is going to affect various different countries not all the raw materials that mexico needs can mexico uh produce so they are reaching out to other countries some even out to china to get those raw materials. So raw material costs and, and raw material shortages are going to affect 
uh, multiple parts of the supply chain. So we can bring that up, and but that is something that you're going to see a little bit of that uh, effect in Mexico, but it really just depends on what you're building. You know, aluminum and plastic have been in shorter supply, uh, cardboard, like I mentioned, but there are other products that maybe aren't as difficult to come by and maybe could be sourced directly in Mexico. So if I, if I was Mexico, what am I known for? If I, mm -hmm. if I had to put like my marketing dollars mm -hmm. to work, Hey, yeah. come to Mexico, we make really good. What? Uh, so things like textiles, rubber, ceramics, anything, uh, artisan, not anything artisan, but some of those artisan products. So if you have say a, you know, a home brand or something, you might be able to find some, some nice products for that. They also make auto parts and cleaning products, some mops and brooms and those types of things, uh, some hardware. So that's kind of the, the sweet spot of, of where they're sitting. And you might be able to find uh, something depending on your, your brand. So not every brand is going to be able to source in Mexico, but there are lots of opportunities. So what other, so in that capacity, uh, obviously we went over the pros and cons of, uh, of, of, of China, but mm -hmm. it, is there other externalized factors that besides costs, obviously costs kind of fluctuate yeah. over time. Mm -hmm. What, what are there things that people don't necessarily pay attention to that maybe they should, um, yeah. for once, again, this is not a political show. Is, is it something right. that I actually, if I'm sourcing from a country, mm -hmm. specific country, do I need to really look at the politics and the, the relationship between our countries as well? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, it's, complete polar opposites of, of the scale in terms of U.S.-Mexico and U.S.-China. There's a U.S.-China trade war, the tariffs, there's, you know, um, in China, they're boycotting U.S. products. So they're a little bit angry at us. There's it's, it's kind of, there's a little bit of an untenable situation. And we had those Trump tariffs, not all of them got repealed. Mm -hmm. Biden, Biden did hold some of those in place. So, you know, I remember going from 0% tariff to 25%, then being able to work to reduce to 10%. But that's still, you know, that there's significant tariff. When you look at Mexico, they have the NAFTA and now the USMCA, which is US-Mexico-Canada agreement, which essentially says we can, with qualifying products, we can have, we have a trade relation where we're not charging duty, we're not charging tariff. So you go from 20% to zero mm -hmm. when you look at one country versus the other, and you have a, a healthy relationship with Mexico. Sure. What, where do I go to find that kind of information? Because again, it, it could be, if I'm, if I'm sourcing a new product, I want to yeah. know that I don't have that additional expense that I, I didn't account for, or mm -hmm. maybe I have to account for in the future. How do right. I, where do you find that kind of information? Um, there are logistics and sourcing companies in Mexico, and that's some of what we're doing with the Mexico trip is connecting people to these sourcing companies and logistics companies. Uh, and we're actually putting together a, a trade show on June 8th to help to make those connections because there are people who who have that expert hand in understanding you know, the logistics, how much do things cost, how much does it cost for a container, what are what things need to be um you know what things have duties most things don't and how to move things from point a to point b in the best way sometimes you know trucking is the best way to to do it and sometimes container and you can get access to ports that are actually not 
as congested. So if you're looking at, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, Florida and Texas have ports that are far underutilized compared to the east and the west coast. So if you're looking for a solution and how do you kind of navigate this, one is that we're going and doing this Mexico trip and you can come to Mexico with us. And the other is, is that there are these resources available that are on the ground in China, in Colombia and in other Latin American countries. She's promoting without me even going right into it. Uh, no, that, that's that's something I, I definitely want to bring up too. Um, specifically calling out, we can, we can jump in this and we have a couple questions actually come in. So if you are watching this on social media, especially on LinkedIn, I know that's where we get a lot of viewers from, uh, throw them in the comment section below. We already have a, a couple of people kind of going back and forth. So I appreciate the commentary. It's definitely very helpful to understand where, where its values come from and maybe Chelsea can help answer those questions as well. Um, Mexico trip. Very cool. Uh, we already put it kind of in the comment section. It's it's happening pretty quickly. It's uh, it's going to be happening June fourth or ninth. And and again, I understand people. We can put this all in one loop. But if you go to the mexicotrip.com, they separate it into one's the sourcing trip. There's also a mastermind trip. Two different parts of Mexico, which is why you see June fourth through ninth and ninth through twelfth. Two separate yeah. events, but you can go to both. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it, Chelsea. This is the first time sure. I'm promoting slash sharing this information i have was asked to hey can we maybe talk about this of course i think yeah. this is very valuable and helpful information for people uh -huh. who want to see this as an option why are you here talking about it yeah um mostly i mean i've been since first talking about mexico with with someone who was actually on the ground you know sourcing and building those relationships with the mexican government it the thing that's exciting about for me is that I do feel that this is a new era in e-commerce. I feel this is a huge step forward for e-commerce. And there's been a lot of theoretical talk about it. Maybe some people have kind of dipped their toe into trying to find out about it. More podcasts and presentations have been speaking on the subject, but this is the first concrete step forward for the community to actually take those, those theories and those concepts and bring them into actual reality and that's why i'm excited because that's one portion of it taking the strain for people off of supply chain off of the 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 costs i was very shocked to find that uh mexican labor is actually cheaper than chinese labor now which is really? very surprising yeah that was is, is that for is that for us space or is that across the board just labor in general that That's has nothing for to do with labor currency. in China. So if you're okay. paying, you know, if you're paying Chinese Chinese manufactured workers versus Chinese or versus Mexican workers, the the price for labor, the cost for labor in China has uh, has increased by almost triple in the past from twenty, you know, from twenty ten on to the present. So the cost the the cost of labor is rising, and in Mexico they're a little bit more competitive. Uh, so, and then you've got the containers when you've got a container that is able to be turned around, let's say twice as fast for, mm -hmm. for an example, twice as fast than a container coming from China, that container is going to be less expensive. So we're looking at $4,000 for a container versus $10,000 for a container. Uh, don't we even want to get into the topic of velocity of money, because that's a topic that I, I love the concept <laughs> of, but we're not even talking about it as a community, but the amount of times that you can turn over, if I can turn over my inventory twice as fast as you can, and I can get that money back, I'm going to be able to scale a lot faster. Yep. So I, those are all reasons that it's exciting to look at. If you ask anyone, if I could cut your lead time in half, would you be interested? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, everyone will raise their hands. Yeah, and, and that was something that I know Tyler Jeffco, I'm not sure if you know him, a seller accountant, he talks about the velocity of how fast are you turning over your inventory, makes yourself more profitable, makes yourself look good as a business. And if you're exiting your business anytime soon, in the next 12 to 48 months, this is a good time to start thinking about velocity and turnover, cash yep. flow, things mm -hmm. like that. Again, not a lot of people are talking about that. It is very, yeah. That is very true. M not money, yet. Not money, yet. Everyone likes a lot. I was going to say, everyone likes to talk about the concept of gaining money, but it's yeah. the concept of where it's coming and going to. So very, very fascinating. Um, we'll bring back Mexico trip and kind of talk about what that's going to cover. But we had Ivan. Ivan, uh -huh. thank you for tuning in on LinkedIn. We appreciate all of our LinkedIn followers as well. Mexico is good for America, American market, uh -huh. but for Europe, it's not very interesting. Uh -huh. dot and I know yeah. we had uh, we had a little bit of a, a towel who... <laughs> who's also part of the Mexico yeah. trip uh, cohort. Yeah. Uh, I believe that there is FTA U EU Mexico, correct? So do, do you see where that, that conversation is going and maybe answer Ivan's yeah. question? I'm not, I'm not especially an expert on that, on that topic. I'm sure we've got other podcasts where people can come on it and discuss that, but I don't want to kind of speak to that sure. without uh, prior knowledge. Sure. Uh, but maybe, maybe kind of conceptually, if yeah. for, for European-based sellers, uh -huh. Mexico yeah. makes sense? Yeah, I understand. So I understand the, you know, the fact that it is further away than the U.S. market. Uh, so that definitely makes sense. And there is going to be additional expense in terms of transport. But like you brought up, the concept of, you know, exiting your business, not only the velocity of turnover, which isn't necessarily um, a topic for, for Europe, but the stability of having another country that you're sourcing from, I think is something that is beneficial to the seller, but also when you're going to sell your business, that's something that I think uh, aggregators will be interested in is just having a little bit more stability of supply chain. Yep. And that, that's one of the major criteria that even now a lot of people say, hey, they may not be acquiring as much. That's sure. for one reason and one reason only. Stability mm -hmm. of supply chain, they need to know that you have a have options and it's secure, mm -hmm. not just solely relying on one, you know, one stance of coming from China, but actually it could be coming from China. You could be producing in the United States. You could be sourcing from Mexico or India or all these other countries that have options as well, yeah. but you have that, um, that down and, and that option is very secure too. So yeah, the other thing, the other thing I always like to say, you know, theoretically we could say, Oh, it's not worth looking into, you know, for Europeans to source for the European market in Mexico. I mean, we source from China to the US and we source from various different countries. The only thing that will answer that question for you is to look in, to dive into the data and look at the map. And also you to know. attend the Mexico trip to see if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, looking at like, for me, I'm a num numbers person. If the math makes sense, then let's go. And kind of wholesale writing off uh, the concept of sourcing in a specific location because of distance doesn't really look at all the math because you have, you have those, I don't know if, what, what tariffs the, the China and Europe have specifically, but there, there is, you know, there are all those aspects involved and until you actually break down every, you know, every aspect of it, you can't really make that decision as to completely write off Mexico for the European market. So I was going to say, what opportunities are we, are you seeing? Like what were the major wins? What is Mexico besides obviously being closer? Is that the major win that proximity just means 
less distance from your good stuff to get from here to there? Well, what are those major? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, it all, you know, cost in general, the proximity uh, in general, and then just being able to access different types of products. Um, one of the other benefits is just, again, proximity, being able to have more oversight in the process, better relationships, because it is harder to get over to China. And most people who are selling on Amazon have never met the factory owners, have ne never met the individuals that they're they're working with and have been working with for years. Mexico, for most people in the US, it's easier to get there. Um, it's sometimes easier to get to Mexico than China for other reasons, especially now that COVID has occurred. You know, it's a little bit harder to get there. The culture shock probably isn't as as strong either, I think. Right. And also time I think time also has a time zone. Well, mm -hmm. one year can right. communicate with your supplier also has a major factor of if yes. you're in, looking in Europe or in the United States, I think that's a major, what, 12 hour difference plus um, that you have to communicate with your suppliers and manufacturers. Yeah. Th that is a factor that you have to consider when your own time is at hand, when you're communicating, when you can do business, how mm -hmm. long your communications are between days when you're actually operating. So it does matter um, mm -hmm. in proximity. You're, you might be operating at plus one, two, maybe even three, depending on where in the United States you are. So, um, also very major component. Um, give me some downsides. I, I, it's not all sunshine rainbows with Mexico. Uh, yeah. obviously NAFTA is another thing that North American trade agreement is very, uh, free trade within United States and Mexico. Yeah. What else? But what, what's those, uh, mm -hmm. that, that might be a turnoff for me. Maybe Mexico is not worth it then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for, for one, it's still developing. Um, you know, they're not, their supply chains maybe aren't as solidified, solidified. They can't get, uh, you can't, like I said, produce every product Mexico or China has that advantage of just having a, a whole selection of, you know, the, of products that you can choose. A maybe. cornucopia of goods. Yes. Maybe some you even didn't want to know existed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, supplier relations are a little bit, they're, they're, uh, they're not as established. People aren't as familiar with selling to Amazon sellers, China kind of has that down. They know exactly what to do. And so you would have a little bit of uh, training process to get them to understand how to, you know, how to assemble and package a product for Amazon. And so that would be, you know, another aspect supplier, you know, building supplier relations. However, you can go, you know, if you are in the US, you can get down there more quickly. So you do have more of an opportunity to kind of cement that connection if you were to travel there excellent so with that capacity mm. is there because it's a little bit different you're talking about either ocean freight or you're talking about um air freight coming from china mm -hmm. is is the way that your goods are getting into the country is that ma a major component that you have to consider like trucking or train is is that an option that you can do is that uh, yes. more or less difficult to navigate yeah, it is. Yeah, those are options. And, it, you know, the the logistics, um, the, the logistics people that I've talked to in Mexico have have said there, those are two very good options. It's more cost effective to do a full truckload than it is to do less than truckload. But trucking in, let's say to, uh, to, to Texas is one is one solution. And then also trucking into California is another if you're if you've got inventory going to California. So 
you do have those benefits of being able to get inventory into the country more quickly, especially for people, let's say, who aren't shipping a whole container, who want to get inventory into the country more quickly. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so in that capacity, mm -hmm. I, I guess we're, we're talking about very high level stuff. Uh, if you are you at so stocked, is that something that like, how are you guys looking at as an option now in terms yeah. of diversification? Because a lot of it, I'm assuming was really focused on the whole operations within China, maybe India as well and the growing mm -hmm. capacities. How has this changed the way that you and your company have developed and grown and, and, mm -hmm. um, kind of looked at things? Sure. Um, I think that it's for us, just the, the topic of conversation of decreasing lead times and uh, speeding up kind of some of the strain in terms of, of development of the tool. I think that we've kind of got things built in already, but uh, what can be done? Like one of the things we're very interested in is we, we have something, it's not just forecasting a lot of, you know, the concept that you have of forecasting is looking at the past and seeing what we could do in the future. Um, it's also something called forecast modeling and eventually cash flow modeling, which I think is a very interesting topic. It's not just what could, you know, what is, what was happening in the past and taking that, that data. And then what are the plans, the marketing plans that we have, but what would happen if I changed my payment terms with my supplier? What would happen if, I, if I shortened my lead time, what would I be able to do? And so if you're looking at the possibility of uh, switching some of your products to being able to source in Mexico, to be able to quickly flip a switch and look at a shorter lead time and see how that can, can help your ordering process and help your, your turnover, I think is uh, an effective part of the analysis process for a seller. Absolutely. Um, I was going to, and kind of in the last couple of minutes, I know that you're busy. You have, uh -huh. I'm one of three live streams for you today, so I'm not <laughs> going to wear you out in the first one today. Uh, I just want to go back to you for people. What, what does Mexico trip kind of means? I know sure. we kind of mentioned yep. it. Mm -hmm. Why, why, why now? Or I guess I should say, where did this kind of idea come from? How mm -hmm. did you get involved in, and why yeah. do people need to really put this on the radar? Sure. Um, so this is the, I guess, brainchild of a couple of, of different people in, in the space, uh, Amy Weiss and uh, Tim Jordan and Norm Farrar. So, um, you know, kind of important people who- All friends of the at, show, I'll say. Yes, yes. So they, they looked at, uh, they wanted, they all kind of independently or, you know, Amy independently of, of Tim and Norm had this idea. They wanted to do Mexico and realized that this was something that they could join forces together and really build this thing big. And the, it's very, um, it's come together in a great way. Started out looking at sourcing and uh, there are some factory visits involved going to factories, but then did something fantastically uh, impressive to me. I was shocked at, you know, the um, the fact that they're putting on a trade show, that they're helping to put on a trade show because you can only go to so many factories and in, in such a, a short amount of time as, you know, five days or so. But the whole idea is to bring Mexico and bring Latin America uh, and Latin American vendors and manufacturers to one location so that you can very quickly meet as many as possible. So that's what uh, the the trip is, the 
first part of the trip is going to Mexico City. There's going to be a lot of different uh, industry professionals. So I'm going to be going there and talking about logistics, inventory management. There will be people talking about sourcing in Mexico, logistics, uh, and then just various different topics about Amazon and e-commerce selling in general. So um, that's the first and foremost, the sourcing trip on the eighth of that is the Evo Latam trade show. And then after that, fly off to Cancun for the mastermind. And the mastermind is, you know, bunch of really smart people, uh, Paul Barron, you know, all these guys who are putting on the event, Amy and Tim and Norm, as well as uh, other people such as, you know, like I said, Paul Barron, Carlos uh, Alvarez, Vanessa Hung. So you've got some really great people and you're going to be able to build relationships. That's always been the most valuable thing for me in the masterminds is being able to build relationships with some really, really smart people that, you know, just showing up to an event where there's 3000 people and you're just one of them, it's not as easy to build that, those relationships as, you know, sticking you, yourself in a hot tub <laughs> with some of these people, <laughs> exactly. you know, with some drinks and hanging out, you know, so, um, and it's Cancun, you know, so yeah, so that's, um, that's kind of the, the general rundown. You're on the Mexico site, can kind of take a look at who's going to, if you go to the sourcing page or the mastermind page, you'll see who's there. They are, yeah. Yep, there they are. Yeah, who's speaking, what the schedule is, what you're going to be doing every day. Uh, some fun excursions, of course, because I, I just posted this on my Facebook. Work hard, play hard has always been kind of the mantra for the e-com seller in, in general, I think. Yeah, you all are crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm a part of that, too. Uh, if Prosper has anything to say, it's a lot of fun just to get to know people who, who actually who do put a lot of emphasis on their business and they have a lot of sacrifices, but I think yeah. they also know that all that is for a reason and you want to celebrate those things, but you can do it together. So, um, very much a community thing like we hear, have your own, uh, you know, here on crossover commerce, but also, um, just to see really cool people have an excuse to go to Cancun in June, I guess that's a, that's a cool work trip. Uh, yeah. but yeah, with, with that being said is, uh, is it limited? Like what, what do you know details or should they mm -hmm. just go to the website? Sure. What, what is that? Yep. Yeah, so we're only taking 100 people to the sourcing and the Cancun trip. So 100 each. Uh, you can go to both of them. You can go to one or the other, but it maxes out at 100 participants. The, uh, the, if you just wanted to go to the trade show, let's say even you were local to Mexico, you want to come to the trade show, we have a larger capacity for that but we are locking down to 100 uh, attendees for the other two events. Gotcha. So 100 attendees, obviously there'll be great people like yourself attending and other speakers, but also service providers. You saw some sponsors yeah. uh, that are making waves in the space and uh, clearly you'll get to learn and pick their brains too. So yeah. that being and said, then, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, and then um, the day that we do have the Evil Attempt trade show, uh, of course, in true, you know, in true fashion and style, we are having a big, blowout networking party as well. So, um, you know, so that should be really good for anyone, especially if, you know, it's, it's a, a short trip for you, definitely something worth putting on your calendar. Absolutely. And it looks like, you know, a lot of all inclusive resorts and things like that, obviously. So mm -hmm. you don't have to do too much planning, just yeah. reach out, secure your spot at the event and go to 
you got to write down there this the mexico trip.com i hope that you guys make or i hope there's a conglomerate that makes it for every country that's worthwhile yeah. to go to so there's just the mexico trip like yeah. or yeah. the india trip well there's a lot out there too which is really cool to start seeing those pop up again too so mm -hmm. uh chelsea before we let you go what do you have going on so stocked which which we uh do to look out for um uh -huh. in the coming weeks months before we yeah. see you next yeah, so um, we're really working hard on integrations. Shopify should be coming out uh, relatively soon. We have a new seasonality tool that is uh, far more advanced than even what we had before that you know people were asking for, so that's exciting. And then uh, later on this year, my big focus, like I mentioned, I'm kind of obsessed with the concept of velocity of money and profitability. We launched a tool called the Master Carton Calculator, which helps you to reduce the number of cartons and the number of pallets. It gives you a new pack list based on your uh, unit dimensions and your pallet size, gives you the best carton optimization as well as pa pallet optimization. And people can find that at sostock.com forward slash tools. Uh, it's a free tool that we offer, but that's been really just the big focus for me in the coming months is how can we make help people make more money and so i'm talking a lot about that and presenting on a lot of uh a lot of that side of things and then the tools we are developing tools later this year to increase profitability love that always making more money or at least keep more of your money and like yeah. you had mentioned pre-show that's by a thousand paper cuts we're going to start bandaging uh -huh. those uh those, those cuts if you will and start making yeah. putting more money back into people's pockets so yeah. hey thank you so much if they want to connect obviously is that through social media those are through those handles yeah. as well yeah so so stock.com forward slash connect all my social media is there and uh the link to the tools the free tools that we have because we do have a, a a good number of tools right on as well thank you so much uh chelsea you've been awesome again thanks for hopping you were you were volunteered for this so yes. <laughs> I'm gonna, but you've been on the show before so we love having our friends back on hey uh you have a busy schedule so we'll let you go um thank you so much for hopping on crossover conversation talking about obviously is mexico the next china and uh of course kind of giving the little hint at the upcoming mexico trip thank you so much of course thank you so much for having me on yeah no problem and thank you everyone else for who was uh, joining us live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. This is episode 235 of Crossover Commerce. We have a lot of action-packed uh, episodes this week. We have more events that we're going to be talking about, plus uh, cool demos and tools uh, from uh, the friends over at Carbon6. And then, we, like I said, the event uh, that we're talking about tomorrow is going to be with our friends over at Ecom Chris and their event in Bend, Oregon. Uh, if you haven't heard about it, maybe you can check it out. But, of course, great content and learnings are going to be coming from that as well so without further ado uh this is crossover commerce episode 235 thank you so much chelsea uh from so stocked and thanks uh the mexico trip for reaching out and trying to get the word out for this great event go ahead and check it out at the mexico trip.com we'll catch you guys next time on another episode of crossover commerce take care mm -hmm.